Hey, what's going on? It's Jay Jones, the Two Penny Podcast, back again, like a crack addict, you know, but different. Kind of different, not really. Are you naked? Are you wearing clothes? Are you wearing a bikini? It's summertime. Have you had your butthole waxed? I have. Which makes me different. Or it makes me the same. It doesn't really matter. Hope you had a good week. It's Friday. And uh, last weekend was Father's Day. I don't think we have any holidays. Uh, Oh, yeah. And Juneteenth. Not forgetting that. But this week, I don't believe we have any holidays. And I'm okay with that. Because there's just too many fucking holidays now. And all the banks are closed and businesses closed and this, that, the other. But you know who doesn't close? McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't close. And today I had McDonald's for lunch. And there's no bad story about it. It was fantastic. I had the little two cheeseburger meal. I get it with no pickles and onion slivers or whatever they call them because I don't like it. I get it plain. But then I add Mac sauce. That's right, the Big Mac sauce. So whatever that is. But um, it's delicious. So yeah, I got the cheeseburger meal. Plain, but added mac sauce. And I got it with some french fries and a sweet tea. Because, well, I think I'll forever be addicted to sweet tea. Because it's fucking delicious. And that's all I got to say about that. After almost a month of being, I guess, sickly or sick or not feeling well, I am pretty much back to normal, thank goodness. And my normal is great compared to most of you. Because most of you are really out of shape. Probably fat. Not having any sex. um, Wishing that you were. No, I'm just kidding. Most of you guys are having more sex than me, that's for sure. You know, single life should be whole life, but it's not. I mean, I guess it could be, but it's not. I mean, I'm not getting any bangerang. I'm not getting any boogie-woogie, bang-bang, boom-boom. None of it. (sighs) I haven't split the curtains in quite a while. The meat curtains, that is. You know, the Arby's. Arby's is delicious, by the way. Speaking of Arby's, there was a girl that I dated for a while. I was lucky enough to date. She's an awesome girl. But anyway, we... The first time I ever got a senior discount that I know of happened at Arby's. We went to Arby's. We got some food. I get my receipt. We're going back to the table. We sit down, and I look down, and it says, Senior Discount. And this is a while back. This ain't yesterday. Here I am with this, and this this this, this girl's a lot younger than me. She's hot. and I mean, But she's a lot younger than me. And... I mean, I'm like, where did you guys get that? I need a senior discount. Senior discount's like, what, 60, 65? I'm 46. I'm fucking young. Well, I'm not really young, but I'm younger than some of you clowns. Wow. But I got a senior discount at Arby's. But speaking of this lady, we're still friends. There's no romantic interest anymore, but we're still friends. And she, I had texted her how, hey, what's up? How you doing? And, you know, she wrote back. Oh, actually, I wrote, hey, what? I think I wrote, what up, yo? Or something like that. I don't know. And, you know, she responded with something. But anyway, she said that she heard these little neighbor girls 
wherever she was. I don't know where she was, but she heard these little girls, and I thought it was so cute. So I'm going to share a little bit of cute conversation with you guys. Heartfelt, wholesome cuteness. It's the only good thing you're going to hear in this entire episode. But anyway, it was these two little girls outside, and I guess they were talking because it's raining today, and they were sitting there, and one of them says, I just love the rain. I feel so magical in it. Can it get any fucking cuter than that? I don't think so. I mean, that is like cuteness overload. I mean, even I kind of smiled about it. And that takes a lot. But it was super cute. And I liked it. So, shout out to Choker. Um, I call her that. Not for what some of you think. (laughs) You know, the gagging stuff. I don't know anything about that with her. Scout's honor. Cross my heart, hope to die. Never found out about her Gluck Gluck 6000. Um, it's because she wore chokers. Um, you know, the little things around the neck. And I think those are sexy. If you have a choker on and nothing else, just a choker. And maybe your hair done. I don't even know. Maybe your hair's not even done. It's going to be, that's a sexy outfit. I don't care if you're fat, skinny, or what. It doesn't matter. Just put a choker on. Hot. Super hot. Yeah, so, yeah, those little girls, that was so cute. I just feel so magical in it. And that's kind of the way I feel when I'm sitting here talking to you guys in this podcast. I just feel so magical. Um, The other night we recorded uh, the Unfiltered podcast, the other podcast that I'm part of with my boys down in Florida. And St. Joe wasn't able to make it this week. But the Beebs, one of the original cast members, cast members, one of the, well, I don't even know what that is podcast cast I guess that is it he was one of the original guys on there with the Keb and um it was a good time but I thought it was weird that he wanted to know more about my butthole and I'm sorry if you hear the cops and sirens and stuff outside I live in Jersey on the shore the you know Polly D and those fucking weirdos are down here partying I'm sure causing trouble but Beebs wanted to know a lot about my butthole and my dick. I think he wants to fuck me. I think he wants to have sex with me. And I'm sorry. I just can't get into the dick. I mean, I can close my eyes in the dark and let somebody suck my dick. Even if they have a mustache or a beard. And their name's Ron. That's okay. Because my eyes are closed and I can't see. And... You know, a mouth is a mouth. There really isn't a whole lot of difference between a guy and a girl's mouth that I know of. My my sister's in the world of dentistry, and so is Choker. And I'm going to ask them if there's much difference between a guy's mouth and a girl's mouth. I don't think there is. So, I mean, hey, what's the big deal if I close my eyes in a dark room and I don't know who walks in and I'm just sitting there and they want to suck my cock? No big deal. Let them do it. doesn't make me gay. And I don't even care what you call me. Call me gay. It doesn't matter. I know what I like. I like vagina and boobs. Love boobs. All of them. I've gone over this before. I don't need to keep doing it. Um, anyway, I wish that St. Joe could have been there last night because I think he would have enjoyed talking about my butthole too and me getting my butthole waxed. My... Brazilian, my mankini. I got it all fixed up. But when I was thinking about 
you know, Brazilianaire club, and we were talking about it last night. It made me think, you know, because one of the words that I, I come up with weird words all the time, and I don't know why. I just do. I always have. But one of the most recent ones that gets brought up because it happened on my podcast was vaginas, which is a mix of vagina and penis. Vaginas. And it's real simple. Some people will say a mangina. I call it a vaginus. And because I know so much about a vagina and a penis, they call me a vaginius. Okay, they don't call me anything. I call myself that, a vaginius, because that's what I am. I'm a fucking vaginius. I know everything there is to know about a vagina and a, pi- and a penis. And a pineapple, why not? But a, va- a vagina and a penis. And, you know, I'm in touch with both of them, and I have it. Anyway, so it started making me think about words that people make up, like a shart. You know, like if you you shitted when you farted, you farted and shit, you sharted. Another one that we used to talk about in Texas was shiggle. Like if you shitted when you were laughing and you were giggling so hard. Like, have you ever laughed so hard you pissed yourself? That's That happens. But have you ever laughed so hard... That you shit yourself. That. That. (laughs) That takes a lot of doing, I think. (laughs) You're laughing so hard you shit yourself. I actually, you know, I shit myself one time when I was on a trampoline. I was young. I was jumping on a trampoline and I, they tied up, you know one of those balls that has like, it's a big rubber bouncing ball and it has like a handle on it, one single handle and you can bounce on it when you're a kid. Anyway, we we were my buddy Brian and Kevin Russell's house and we tied that son of a bitch off to, we had a rope on both sides tying it to the edge of the trampoline and one guy's jumping on the trampoline and two other guys are punching it back and forth. So the motherfucker's just wagging, wiggling and waggling back and forth across this trampoline at 100 miles an hour. Well, anyway, somehow I jumped ended up falling, bounced on the trampoline, came back up and landed on my back. And apparently I looked like I broke my back in like two pieces. I bent all the way over this thing. Well, not only did it hurt, I shit myself when I did it. That's that's how much it, it just it just pushed everything out. Shit myself. I'm surprised I didn't puke at the same time. But yeah, that happened. I also actually did a backflip there and landed with my legs split and right in the springs. That does not feel good. But I was young. I was probably 10, 11 years old. Probably didn't do much damage. Anyway. So here's another, some more words you guys can add to your vocabularies. Blame storming. Like I'm placing the blame on you. Blame storming. So instead of brain storming, we are blame storming. The act of attempting to identify the person who is at most fault in a group's failure. Let me put this into context. Blame storming happens like, let's say you're in a golf tournament. your little scramble golf tournament with four of your friends. You're each playing, but you end up not winning by two shots. And now everybody's sitting there blame storming, trying to figure out why did we end up? And so now they're pushing blame on each other. Oh, well, maybe you should have hit a driver there. Or you should have hit a six iron or you should have made that putt or whatever. Blame storming. Don't do it. Take all the blame on your own shoulders for the group. Carry it on you. Maybe you have friends that do the same thing. If you guys are all carrying it together, it's a lot easier to deal with it. Don't be a fucking blame storming pussy. Carcolepsy. 
I actually have friends that are like this, car calepsy. So it's the tendency to fall asleep as soon as the vehicle starts moving when you're a passenger. I have friends like this. We go on a road trip. Hey, I can't wait, dude. We're going to listen to some music, listen to some podcasts, have some fun. You know, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. 20 minutes into the fucking trip and they're (laughs) snoring. I'm throwing fucking gobstoppers in their fucking mouth while they're laying there hoping they fucking choke and die. Don't be a fucking carcoleptic. Don't don't fall asleep when you're on a road trip. Jesus. A chair drobe. A chair drobe. A chair on which one piles clothes that belong in the closet or put away in drawers. Not to be confused with a bedrobe, which I was guilty for for a long time as a young bachelor. I would take all my clothes, and instead of fucking hanging them up or putting them in the, folding them and putting them away, I would just dump them on my bed. Because I was the only one sleeping in it. I would have like a whole half of a bed covered with shit. And then just a little area where I slept. I'm glad I got over that. I don't know if it's because, you know, I had, a, you know, um, roommates or a girlfriend or whatever at some point in time that told me, you know, hey, grow up. Or I just grew up. I don't really think so because I'm I'm not grown up. Anyway, chip tease. Now I I experienced this just the fucking other day. Matter of fact, they're right here. I'm gonna tell you what they are. These fucking ruffles, flaming hot barbecue. They're kind of tasty, but I definitely got a chip tease from that fucking bag of potato chips. And I'm sure you figured it out already. A bag of potato chips that seems full, but when you open that fucking thing it was mostly air i fucking hate this you potato chip companies fucking suck i mean idaho makes all these fucking potatoes they got all these fat fucking retards with no teeth and big bellies and their belt buckles fucking look like dinner plates because their guts pushing it over and their pants are tucked into their belts and hey i'm a potato farmer you got these people out here making potatoes for next to nothing and you're selling a bag of potato chips for $2.97. And you're only halfway filling that thing? Go fuck yourself. Anyway. Destinesia. The word is destinesia. So think destination and amnesia. Mix those two together. Destinesia. When you get to where you intended to go, but you forgot why you wanted to go there. I think you could use a couple different variations of that as far as like, but I've done that before. Like, you know, walked into another, what the fuck was I planning on doing? And I guess it gets worse the older you get. I'm on my way. You know, I get senior discounts at Arby's. I don't even know that's possible. Fuck Arby's. But it's delicious, so I'm not going to. Anyway. A dude divorce. This is real simple. Think divorce and add dude. When two bros end up ending their friendship, but the bromance is over. That's another one, bromance. You know, it starts as a bromance and ends in a dude divorce. Sad story, man. I've actually experienced a dude divorce a couple times in my life, and I still, one of them I'm still not over. So if my good buddy is still out there, I miss you, man. Come back to me. Open arms. I need you in my life. I really do. I really do. Anyway, 
Here's another one. A dilemma. Not a dilemma, but a dilemma. The choice between two equally boring outcomes. You know, no matter what you do, they're both going to suck, so it really doesn't matter. This is kind of like I've had a hoe lemma in my life, like a like a hoe, like you know, you do, like she's a hoe, a hoe lemma, a hoe is a hoe, guy, girl, whatever. But I've had this in my life, a hoe lemma. It doesn't matter which hoe you pick, it's still gonna be doing hoe shit. You're still gonna be dealing with a hoe ass, you know. Oh God, do I want this hoe or this hoe this weekend? You're both hoes. It doesn't matter. I'm just kidding. I don't have a bunch of hoes lined up. I've got like seven or eight. That's not that many. Okay? For a guy like me, that's not that many. Trust. Trust. Because I'm a whore. I'm just kidding. I'm not a whore. I've been a whore before, but I'm not a whore no more. I don't know if I can say that again, but that was really cool. I've been a whore before, but I'm not a whore no more. And somebody needs to write that down. Somebody clip it. I don't fucking know who you are, but that's awesome. I just did that right then. You're welcome. Welcome to my fucking brain. How about this? A faux-pology. Instead of an apology, a faux-pology. It's pretty simple. A fake apology. Insincere expression of regret. You know. Like you give an apology, but you don't fucking mean it. Like, go say you're sorry. Like when you're a kid. I'm sorry. Fuck you, Billy. I'm sorry, though. I really am. Because the teacher told me to. I don't want to get in trouble. Faux apology, yeah. Um, pregret. So, pre, which is the Latin something for something something, and gret from regret. So to pregret, you know what you're about to do is wrong, very very wrong, but you also know that you're gonna do it anyway. I have been here so many times in my life. I pregret so much stuff. Oh my God. I shouldn't do that. That's how I became a dad. I knew I should have pulled out, but I didn't. And now I'm a dad. No, I'm just kidding. It was planned. Totally planned. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm super happy I'm a, super happy I'm a dad. And on occasion, my daughter listens to this. And Jayla. I love you. Period. You know this. Dad's just talking shit. Anyway. Kind of talking shit. Me and your mom had sex. A lot. Anyway, she's married now. I don't want to talk about that. So, um, here's another one. Pretentious. Instead of pretentious, instead of pretentious, it's pretentious. A level of drama only achievable by a 12-year-old. And there's a lot of truth to this. I was very fortunate when Jayla was 11, 10, 11, 12 years old. Even when she was, she's never, ever did she um, have a whole lot of drama, drama. But I've, I mean, I've seen some craziness from, from kids. Some of these kids need to be spanked. I don't know if it's, if it's, You know, people agree with spanking their kids anymore, but they should. You know, open the hand up, put it to their ass, give it a smack. You know, it didn't work for me because I turned around and smiled and said, Oi, puppy, I love it. Um, Because, well, I did. But anyway, 
synergy. Everybody knows what you know, synergy is, S-Y-N, synergy. But this is spelled like if you were going to sin, like you've been a bad person, you're a sinner. A sin, and then energy. So a sin plus energy. Synergy. When two bad acts feel as good as three or four, I love this. I have a lot of synergy in my life, and I want to do a lot more synergy. So if you're looking to synergize, you can find me anytime at the Two Penny over on Twitter. My inbox is open. Send pictures of your buttholes and your boobs. I don't want to see your meat curtains. I don't want to see your vagina. I don't want to see your wieners or your balls. But buttholes are cool and boobs are cool. Yeah, so send those. And um, like I said, if you want to get the logo of the unfiltered tattooed on your butthole, I'll pay for it. You just got to hit me up. Let me know where you're doing it. I'll meet you there or I'll video call in with you and you show me you're doing it. And I'll pay for it right then. Um, also, a sacrifice, like a sacrifice, but it's sacrifice, you know, doing what you absolutely must do, even though you really, really hate it. I do that a lot. Let's move on to the next thing here. When I was looking at these words and meanings and stuff, uh, it made me think obviously about the urban dictionary, which has some weird shit in it. So I was like, I'm going to go over and look at urban dictionary. Why not? Something to talk about. So here we are flipping through the pages of this urban dictionary and there's no fucking pages it's online it's on the computer you people know that shit come on anyway there's a thing called charizarding charizarding like i think it's a charizard a charizard which is a pokemon i believe please don't flame me for if i don't know what that is but i'm pretty sure it is charizarding Listen to what Charizarding is. It's when you light a girl's pubes on fire, put it out with your own jizz, and then flap your arms and say, you don't have enough badges to train me. What did he say? What the fuck is that? You light a girl's pubes on fire, put it out with your own jizz, and flap your arms around and say, you don't have enough badges to train me? Wow. First of all, how much jizz do you need to put out a pubic hair fire? I don't think you'd have enough jizz. I mean, now I don't have, you know, cupfuls of this stuff. It varies in amounts and consistency sometimes. It depends. Anyway, I couldn't put out a fire, but Charizarding, that's weird. Shexting. Shexting. Texting your friends or anyone while you're taking a shit. Texting on the toilet. Shexting. Ah, I get it. That's cool. Why not? I shext a lot then. I, I I know you're not supposed to. You shouldn't. You don't want to sit on the toilet. But even if I'm only going in there for a quick little five minute shit. I'm taking my phone. I want to look at social media. I want to look at pictures. Porn. Talk to friends. Make a phone call. You know. Call my grandma. Something cool. Whatever it is, I want to do it. And I like to do it when I'm on, I mean, when else? I mean, you can really focus when you're on the shitter. There's nothing else usually bothering you or, or interfering. Anyway, here's one from over in Australia. There's a couple things from Australia in the Urban Dictionary. It's pretty cool. Gobby, 
It's spelled G-O-B-B-Y. Gobby. It's Gobby or Gobi, one of them. But anyway, it's an Australian term for when a bloke, that's a dude, gets a fellatio from a Sheila, which is a girl. When a bloke gets a fellatio from a Sheila. When a dude gets a blowy from a lady. Mm-hmm. Fellatio. I love it. I love all the different cool words for, you know, sex terms and stuff. Fellatio. That sounds so awesome and magical. I don't think if somebody, you know, fellatio doesn't sound dirty at all. But a gobby. I kind of want a gobby. So if I can get an Australian girl to give me a call this week, hey, I'd love a gobby or a goby. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Come show me how it's done and also tell me how to say it. And then I'll, re, I'll revisit this next week. Sporking. There's something else I found in there. Sporking. I never heard of it, but I love it. So everybody's heard of spooning. Everybody's spooned. You're laying there, whether you're the big spoon, little spoon. You know, you got your arms wrapped around your girl, or you got your arms wrapped around your dude, and you're another dude, and his butt's, you know, kind of wiggling back into your dude thing, and his hips are grinding on yours or whatever. Anyway. But sporking, it's the act of spooning, but with a boner, a hard-on, you know, an erection. Your dick's hard, and you're sitting there spooning. Now, I've been here before, and the girl's laying there, and you don't want her to know you're getting a boner. You're like, oh, my Lord. When you're a little bit younger, you're like, oh, no. I want to, I don't want her to think I got a boner. I don't want to embarrass myself here with this rock-hard cock slamming into her back or her butt. Now, like, I want to. I want her to know what she's doing to me. I want them to know I'm ready to go. And I used to call this a cuddle fuck, you know, which I'm now going to call a fuckle or a fuddle. But apparently, you know, that's what sporking will lead to because, you know, you're laying there, you're spooning. That's sweet and romantic and innocent and magical. But next thing you know, because she's grinding that ass back into you, your dick stands up and it's wanting to talk. And then it's wanting to fight. And it's hunting for a little bit more than a cuddle. You know, well, it happens. But I don't know whether I want to call it a cuddle fuck. Because that's what I call it. When you went to cuddle, now it's turned into a fuck. It's a cuddle fuck. I don't know whether to call it a fuckle or a fuddle. So I'm going to need some input. I'm going to put on my Twitter a, um, a uh, poll should a cuddle fuck be called a fuckle or a fuddle? We'll find out. I'll let you know. A clutch oven, which a few of my friends have done this to me and I've done to them. A clutch oven is when you fart in a f- car full of people and you crank the heat up for maximum effectiveness. That's right. You take a shit in your pants in a car, you fart. Big fart. Taco Bell, McDonald's, Wendy's, Arby's, you know, Boston Market. Sonic, Chicken Shack, whatever. You unleash hell. You got a butt flapper, and you turn that heat up. Mm-hmm. You turn that heat up, and you cook that fucker. Yeah, and you lock the windows. You let nobody roll down the windows. Nah. That's right. Cooking up a nice oven of deliciousness for your friends. Clutch oven. I like it. Clam jam. The word is clam jam. It's the female equivalent to a cock block. Pretty simple. Clam jam. I like it. 
screw veneer. So think about this. Screw and souvenir. Screw veneer. Anything that you have kept from someone's house after you fucked them, whether it was stolen, given, taken, or worn home. So ladies, if you've got on a hoodie from that dude that you fucked, that's a screw veneer. Or, bro, if you've got a fucking 17-year-old kid you've been paying child support for for 17 years, that's a screw veneer. There's a big difference there, right? This leads me to the last one. Fucker's remorse. Kind of like buyer's remorse. But it still happens. <coughs> having regret, disgust, or feeling shame after having sex with someone. Fucker's remorse. It's happened a lot to me. Not really. I'm just kidding. Maybe once. Maybe a dozen times. I don't know. Fucker's remorse. Anyway. Before I go tonight, I wanted to read you a little story. It's an erotic short story. And it's called The First Date. It's about a widow who goes on her first date in more than a year. But her sexy encounter isn't what she or her gossipy friends were expecting at all. Here we go. It's been two years since her husband died, but it feels like yesterday. The widow pulls off her ring and sets it on the nightstand alongside a stack of cash. She counts the money and counts it again. She asks herself, Am I really ready to do this? Am I really going to do this? The white stripe around her ring finger looks soft and vulnerable. She sighs and pats her frizzy auburn hair. He's waiting for her out in the car. Her first date since she met her husband over 15 years ago. She swallows. Hard. She knows it's time to move on. She thinks back to a self-help article she read. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you feel it. Fake it till you love it. That sounds about right. At the party, her friends are all alternately full of praise. It's so nice you met someone and envy. Your date is so handsome. Where'd you meet him? The envy in her makes her heart clench. Her friends' husbands are all paunchy and careworn from providing for her and chasing after children, something it's less and less likely that she will ever have. She's pouring herself an oversized glass of wine when Ashley, a soft pastel blonde with a hard, sour filament running through her soul, grabs her arm. Oh my God, your date is stunning. He's so different from your husband. Her voice, lo her voice lowers from a sweet soprano to an insinuating alto. Where did you find him? The widow flushes and stammers, groping for words. Her date is tall, dark, and well-built, a classic romantic hero straight from central casting. Her husband was a short, blonde spark plug with an antic sense of humor. She doesn't really like what Ashley is implying by different. Different is not better, she thinks. When her date appears as if conjured by dark magic. I'm sorry, he says, taking the widow firmly by the arm and smiling blandly at Ashley. I have to steal her away. We're late for a show. We've already stayed too long. Arm in arm, they leave the party. The widow relaxes into grateful relief. 
she whispers into her hero's ear, Good job, handsome. The drive back to the widow's small, tidy house is filled with companionable silence. Her date parks his car outside of her house. His dark eyes question her light ones. Do you need something more from me? She gives the barest of nods, and he's on her, his lips parting hers and his tongue exploring forcefully while she clutches at his back. Touching and tasting, they make their way out of the car and through the front door. As they fumble down the hallway to her bedroom, she considers the state of her body so long untouched. Yes, she exercises every day, but she wonders if her pale, muscular legs have been marked by blue veins or cellulite. She stops wondering when he unzips her dress. His erection pushes her into her back, and all of her doubts evaporate. She turns and sinks to her knees. Thank God I chose this soft carpet and takes his full hard cock in her mouth, her tongue teasing its tender, bulbous end. She can feel him swell and pulse and sway as he tugs at her hair and shakes his head. He pulls her to his feet and they sink into the bed, a single organism of desire. She's wet and desperately ready and ghostly pains and she hasn't been with the man since her husband but she guides him into her. They find the rhythm quickly, riding a waving of sensation. She thumps her belly against his. He takes her hips with his large, warm hands. They soar and soar until they can only moan and gasp. She comes with a grateful sigh of relief all over his throbbing cock. He pushes back, pushes in, and unloads onto her. They fall gently back to earth. She drifts off to sleep, her head resting on his hard, lightly furred chest. When she awakens from a deep blank sleep, the cash on her table is gone, and so is her date. She slides her wedding ring back onto her finger and smiles and says, I was ready for this. That's it. Wow. I like it. So the widow hadn't had sex, hadn't been banged in like a year. She wanted some fucking cock. So she's like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with dating. I'm just going to order me some cock. It's going to be great. The guy looks good. He's got a nice juicy cock. He's going to fuck me and leave me. And all I got to do is pay for it. I'm telling you, I'm thinking about paying for it. I mean, I'm... You know, emotionally, I'm set solo. I have a good job. I have a nice place to live. I have everything I need. I don't need to, you know, all I don't, I just need a good friend and an occasional fuck. That's it. So maybe I just need to do that. I need to buy, I need to find me prostitutes. But see, then I worry about my dick falling off if I get into a nasty prostitute. You never know. Anyway, I don't want to ruin the nice erotic short story that you got to hear. It was pretty good. I think it was really good. I should tell you who it was written by. Her name is Lazella Prescott. She writes these wonderful little short stories. And I think maybe I'll just start reading one every week because that was good. You know, normally I, I get done with the podcast. I'm like, ah, whatever. This one, now I'm, I'm excited. Like, physically. I'm going to go jerk off. 
And I haven't done that since this morning. So this is great. A little two for day. That's that's it. That's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to go home and think about the short story I read and enjoy thinking about a sporking with someone. I don't know. There's so many memories I can pull from my head. Anyway, if you're still listening to this podcast, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you, but thanks. Um, you know, you can find each and every episode, every pod, every, every, every streaming platform I can think of from Spotify to Amazon to Google, good pods, whatever. Um, big shout out to the spotlight cartel. I know I kind of told everybody to fuck off last night, but I was kidding. So, you know, big shout out to the spotlight cartel, my Family in the podcasting business. That's right. The Unfiltered Podcast, which I'm happy and proud to say I'm a co-host with. Um, they release episodes every Wednesday. I don't know everybody else's streaming schedule. I know Mama D um, was doing Tuesdays and Thursdays at Pedals of Support, but I don't know if she's gone to once a week. I think she has, which I'm down for. Or maybe she's just doing it during the summer because she's busy with the kids. I don't know. There's Nefarious Nightmare, which is awesome. They do some crazy cool stuff. They have a lot of good production, which I don't. My production sucks. Maybe I'll try to put some music behind that short story, but you'll know if there's no music that I decided not to. Anyway. Um, the Geeky Dad Podcast and the Multiverse Kids. Shout out. Um, I don't think I'll ever be on one of their podcasts because I'm I'm just too fucking raw. I mean, they got kids on there. They can't listen to shit. And then the jury room. That's right. I didn't forget about you. And I didn't forget about Vinny either. Owner over at I Got a Podcast. But anyway, you can find all of the Spotlight Cartel. I think I believe, I think you can look up Spotlight Cartel on Twitter. Or is it Cartel Spotlight? I don't know. But it's on there. You can find it. So anyway, um oh, somebody told me that I need to f- I need to figure out what I want to call people that listen to this podcast. Like over on the Unfiltered Podcast, they have you know, the fans are called, or the fans, that sounds so fucking cheesy. The people that listen to it, the tune in are called the filties. Like unfiltered, they're filties. Which I think it works, that's good. I don't know where else calls them, you know. I think on my podcast, they should be called the cum drops. That would be good. The little cum drops. I could get a song, a little jingle written. So yeah, you guys are all little cum drops now. Thank you, my little cum drops. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anyway, I hope you have a good fucking weekend. Have a drink. Have a party. Get laid. Do something fun. Go shopping. Spend some money. Go golfing. I didn't even get to talk about golf this week. I know I said I was going to, but nah, fuck it. I'll go play golf instead of talk about it. All right. So for me and May, my co-host... And if you actually, you'll know if you listen to last week's podcast. I'm not going to even tell you who May is. But for me and my perma host, May, I'll see you next time. Adios, fuckers. Bye.